Welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene, the only ghost-friendly podcast, Certified Audio Sage. I'm your host, Gio, and I'm here with my co-host, Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Guys, I'm feeling a better sense of clarity. Um, I have recently decided to purge some ghosts out of my life, so I hope I'm coming to you a little bit more clearly. Um, it's part of our efforts to improve ourselves every day. Um, you know, as hard as we work to become ghost friendly and to purge ourselves from the, the evil spirits, uh, it's a process that we're all going through. Uh, and I appreciate you being here with me on this process. I'm glad I can be here with you all on your process. So looking at celebrating the, the accomplishments at this point, even in trying times, we, you know, there's, there's lots now, lots to come, but you know, I'm, Glad that you know I can get rid of at least some negative spirits tonight and be with you all. Wow, powerful words from a very powerful, powerful person. Um, and guys, we have a doozy for you. We thought that Disney was was at it again with some some other things, spaceships and Star Wars. I mean, we we have our our eyes in a lot of pies, as you would say. But the problem is we only have so many eyes and Disney keeps on making pies and it's pie after pie after pie. And I'm starting to wonder, this is, this is like an episode of I love Lucy and you know, it's a conveyor belt of pies. So this is one that slipped by. Gio, pie, pie is n never ending. I mean, if we're if we're talking about numbers, which I know that we always get to numbers, you're right. Mm -hmm. Pi is never ending. It's three point one four, and then it goes on forever with different number digits. It's, I mean, uh, some would say it, it it's one of the very um, cornerstones of mathematics. Lucy said it herself. So, wow. There you go. So, what we wanted to talk about was something that slipped be beyond us, um, maybe even flew above our radar, not below the radar, above, because when you fly, since we are, you know, kind of uh, ground bound, things that fly, they're above us. That's above our radar. So something that flew above us is a movie that came out in 2014. We weren't uh, around at that point, but it was a movie called Maleficent. Rob, do you know about Maleficent? Geo, it's in the name, of course. It was a satanic ritual that they called a film. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and Satanism is also officially a religion as well. So, it's, you know, think as you will about Satanism. I won't put any pros, cons on them. Uh, but, you know, it's definitely a film, obviously, that, that affected me greatly as... You know, I wasn't as sensitive to ghosts at the time, but it, with a name like Maleficent, I was like, oh, I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound good. So I didn't go. Really? Yeah. I'm going to say this. I credit this movie for truly waking me up to the spiritual warfare that plagues this plane of existence and all planes of existence. It, it was Angelina Jolie's uh, role as Maleficent that got me out of my box. I was, I was in such a, a little bind thinking one way. And she made me realize that, yes, you can have horns and you can be demonic and be, you know, Satan herself, but you can also like, you know, like people and be nice and there can be friendly ghosts, basically. That, that's kind of what I gleaned from this male- Maleficent number one. And we weren't a part of a paranormal team at that point, so I didn't have my goggles on. So I didn't have the, really the chance to look at this movie with the precision that I have now. And luckily for us, and maybe not luckily for us, now that we're finding out, they're making a Maleficent 2. So, Rob, I don't know if you're prepared for another go-around, the merry-go-round, but um, they're preparing an entirely new story that's not canon, but, you know, because before they had the whole Sleeping Beauty story to fall back on. Now that's over. So this is a whole new story. Do you trust Jolie and her team, or, or, or what, are, what are you thinking about Disney right now? I mean, Disney is always about big game, you know? Uh, you don't, Disney, when they release the film now, it's not for 2019, it's for 2020 and 2024. So, you know, to me, this is just stepping stones. Uh, you know, though, what we're really going to see the fireworks is when we're going to see maybe a third one. Of if course. Be more, I mean, obviously. So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm keeping it on my radar, and I don't know, Joe. It's like one that I'm not quite as engaged in, to be honest. I mean, here's here's what might get you a little more engaged, a little more tintillated, guys, um, folks out there, the X's, the O's. This is uh, going to be salivating for you because Maleficent Two is is not just two; it is called Maleficent. Mistress of Evil. Now, uh, you you think, wow, did your nipples get hard a little bit? Because she goes full butt, first of all, in this movie. And apparently she doggy styles evil. And she fucks evil, apparently. And doggy styles evil. So that's, that's in the title. That's, they're giving that to you. So who's, who knows what they're going to include in the movie, right? If they're throwing that to us, that's red meat. What's going to be in the movie? It's going to be the deepest of red meat. So, you know, we, we might go full butt for like a whole minute in this movie. Because, you know, um, Wanted, I think the, the longest butt shot um, ever in, in, in the cinema, it was about seven seconds. They might break, break the record here and go full minute, full Jolie moon and that one's for the kids i mean the kids they they beg for it maleficent number one they only kind of hinted and did some horn horn work if if you saw the the first movie there's a lot of horn play but they they don't go but and i think they're saving it for the second one you know when all the kids are asleep when, when they're watching the the marathon 
you know, so now we can think about Maleficent three. That's going to be very late night in the marathon. Who knows what they're going to try to get away with in the third one? So she might, you know, she might go dub, double doggy style or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that means. But ghosts can do things that the human body just can't do. So Maleficent, um, it has you know a, a, a history, not just in 2014. It actually goes all the way back to 1959 with uh, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, we, we talked about how it's kind of the source material for this. So I, I don't remember watching Sleeping Beauty, the um, cartoon, much. I think maybe once as a child. Did you do? Are you an expert in this movie? In uh, Sleeping Beauty, Rob. I mean, it also goes back to fairy tales, correct? Like those, of course. The, the the paranormal researchers, brothers Grimm, one of the originals, and a tale that was spun from that. So, again, this is another franchise, if you will, that Disney has overtaken. The sort of Grimm's fairy tale universe. The original kind of absorption of a property right disney kind mm -hmm. of made their original honeypot all of their uh, investment in nest egg from the paranormal investigators from the the, the brothers grim exactly sleeping beauty and cinderella all all of these stories had to do with fairy tales and magic and witches and all that kind of stuff so it's interesting that they use the same actress or she's a voice actor really mm -hmm. and she uses her voice in two different ways one as the evil witch and one as the demon maleficent so she's in cinderella as the evil witch and um, this is a, a lady that we wanted to kind of talk about. This is the original Maleficent. Her name is Eleanor Audley. And she was a voice actor. And she also did um, actually the I Love Lucy show. She did Green Acres. She did a lot, a lot of stuff. So we're talking deep Hollywood. She is buried in Hollywood. As we speak, you know, within walking distance, if I wanted to walk for about three hours, I could probably get to her to her play her 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 plot. And it's an interesting period in time too, where paranormal activity is embraced in a strange way in the in this time period in the 1950s. So you have all these witches that are you know I you know that are from this time period. Be witch. Documentary. Right. So um, it's a, their powers, you know, kind of sew themselves into Hollywood as well. So these are spells, everything that is something that is cast today, and it affects the future as well. And the ripple effects are, are felt throughout. You know, these are powerful players. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a perfect segue because in these movies, in the Disney movies, Eleanor oddly, they loved her voice so much, um, you know, had such a character that they even used her face as a model. So when you're looking at this, you know, at the woman in the 
cartoon, you're really looking at Eleanor. They, it's like they capture her essence, her spirit, and they preserved it in a film. It's a lot like what they do with a, a ghost, a dead spirit. They did this with a live woman. And this is the 1950s. And like you said, they were way more fluid with ghosts at the time. And so this kind of thing played with children. Children like this kind of stuff. So and it's something, it's, it's her imprint that she put on all of them. You know, not only was she in the cartoons, she is you yourself that listening to this podcast may live in California and you may have gone to Disneyland and you may come from other places all around the world and you may have gone to Disneyland or Disney World or Disney World. And you may have looked and gone to the Haunted Mansion and you may have been spoken to by a ghost in an orb. Well, guess whose ghost that was, ladies and gentlemen? You know it. It's Eleanor's. Mm -hmm. You know Look her voice. you right in the face. Think about Speaking this. Her spell on you. Before any other ghost is introduced, Eleanor's voice greets all of you. As, as you all enter the Haunted Mansion, her voice, and we said it before, we will say it again, a voice is a sound, is a word, is a spell. Okay, mm -hmm. she is enchanting you with her words. And think about this when you record something, if you record a spell and they say it perfectly, that means you have that spell perfectly every single time on command. So she could be putting an illusion spell on you. I don't, I'm not sure what kind of spell she put on me last time I went to the Haunted Mansion, but I it was like I was glued to the chair, I couldn't stand up. So you know, there's a lot of things that Eleanor is capable of because they put her spirit into the character. So it's like she's able to act beyond the grave. So even though she's in Hollywood right now, you know, in, in a plot, her power exists as Maleficent and also as all the characters that she played throughout her whole life. And it's kind of scary for me, but it's also kind of empowering, you know? Go, go, Eleanor. Good for her. You go, you, you go get it, sis. Like, you know, that whole thing. She's definitely in the scene and way more so and beyond. So major props to her paranormal queen, really. And I wanted to talk about one of the, I mean, she has lots of names. And one of her names is Madame Leota. Now, Madame Leota is a mystic this is a, a personality of hers she you know cursed with multiple personalities as many people are um many of the actresses and actors of the early early years not, not diagnosed they were never diagnosed but they had multiple personalities and that's why they were so good at acting and you could call it possession you could call it whatever but one of these was madame leota and we actually have it on a good uh, recommendation that she is the grandmother of actor Ray Liotta. He's a tough guy, you know? He's there in those go. gangster films that you've all seen from Hell the yeah. 90s and early 2000s. Big buddies with Martin Scorsese, you know, rubbing shoulders, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Possibly rubbing shoulders with ghosts. I think that's well, certainly. I think that's where we're going with this, because 
if he is the grandson of a mystic, that must mean that he has some power. I'm not saying he's a mystic himself, but think about it. If if your your grandma or or grandpa, if if they had special powers, you know, you're one fourth of your grandma or grandpa. So, what's to say that you are not somehow powerful? And he is famous. People do worship his name as a deity. So I would say there's a good chance that he is mystic, mystical, or psychic. I mean, that's what makes, I mean, traditionally, as you said, Jim, like acting and spell making were once considered one occupation. It mm. was one thing. Uh, and then over time, that idea has been split up, put apart. And this is really a callback. And I mean, I don't know if the path forward would say, you know, only, you know, every single time you're on stage, you are necessarily conjuring a spell that is that they have to be the same. But it's interesting to see Ray, Ray Liotta's path, you know, coming from this older uh, form of, uh, of acting and spell making and one that embraces it as something that is the same. That's very true. Um, he is a pioneer in that sense where he takes what is old and kind of transforms it into something palatable, you know, for the kids. And that's what I think he is. He's really for the kids. Perfect for Male Maleficent 3, I would say. And he has the time because right now he isn't doing much as far as major franchises. Like, he's not in Avengers. He's not in... Star Wars, Disney hasn't picked him up. Like Benicio Del Toro, um, for instance, he was in the Star Wars movies and he was in the Avengers movies. So you could basically throw him to the to the wolves. He's already in line with Disney um, pretty much every step. And they haven't done that with Ray Liotta for some reason. And actually, they even haven't done it with Kiefer Sutherland which is uh, somebody that he starred in a movie with. Um, this is something that we looked into. We're investigators. Um, Rob, you, you look like you wanted to say something. I mean, just wouldn't point out the obvious, the Sutherland's obviously being from another dynasty of paranormal actors from Hollywood, the Sutherlands. Absolutely. Do Donald Sutherland is a very, very well-known actor and has been in one million uh, uh, TV shows and movies and all kinds of stuff. So paranormal is an understatement. These guys are super paranormal. But um, Ray Liotta, let, let, let's get back to his, his, his grandmother and, and the fact that um, she was a psychic. She probably predicted her own death. And yet when she died, it must have come as a surprise to Ray because it was in the year 1991. And 1990, he makes Goodfellas, which is, I, I think he might uh, might have even gotten nominated for an Oscar. It was a big movie. Um, you know, people loved it. He was a star. And then he takes an entire year off. 1991 doesn't make a single movie. It's as if the that power that around that film that made it 
such a huge success had so much energy around it that his grandmother's spirit passed with it. Goodfellas killed his grandma. I mean, it whacked her. Just like, <laughs> or she did she probably, give herself, or did she give herself for it, or maybe did, she was I being mean, a wise guy, or or was that just her time? You know, maybe that completed her spell. Her spell was to make Goodfellas, or to get Ray Liotta into being, or and and here's and I actually. I We're think it's all connected. You're right. I, we got to go back. Maybe it's not Goodfellas. I think it might be the movie after Goodfellas. Because think about it this way. Goodfellas was already made when she was alive, right? Mm -hmm. And and then she probably got to see him make that movie and finish it. Well, think and of then, it this video. Like you and I, we're, we're fellows, right? That's we're like because we're, we're men. Mm -hmm. Fellow, right? What would you call the feminine version of fellow? A feline? I think I'd call it a fella. A fella. Okay. You're right. A fellow, fella. You're right. Good fellas. Good girls. Hmm. Now, uh, but but here's, here's my point that I wanted to make. Now, Ray Liotta in Goodfellas is already made. Uh, he makes a success. He's a big star. She wanted that for him. Maybe she 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 did have a spell, but he would have had a million offers, right? And he would have taken the next big movie, right? But another year passes, and he chooses a movie out of left field. And I think that this was her dying wish because – there was all of these movies that he could have chose that, that would have changed his path, but he had to choose this movie for his life to continue to be as mystical as it is. And it's the movie that he did after she died in 1992. Article 99. Have you, uh, do, do you know about this movie? I mean, only through our research. It was one that flew way under the radar. Uh, it lost a lot of money. It was expensive. So, you know, you can really see it as, you know, he's paying his dues because he used, you know, his grandmother's magic, you know, gave him so, so many gifts. But, it, you know, he also has to pay his dues to come back. Mm -hmm. and, and think about it. Yeah. I mean, all of the, the expenses and all of the, the spiritual debt, as you could call it, that he had to use on Goodfellas. And to recharge her battery, you know, to, to get into a movie called Article 99, co-starring Kiefer Sutherland. Well, you know, if you look at it this way, Gio, if it's a film that made back only half the money that it took for them to uh, – the money that they spent, they only made mm -hmm. back half the money, they were playing mostly to empty theaters. This was a movie made for ghosts. Whoa. Like if there's – they're not people in the seats. This is why it's important to go to the theaters, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not in the in the seats, guess what? Guess who's gonna? Guess who's there? Mm -hmm. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Because what are they gonna do with eternity? You know, they're gonna be. They're watching movies. Yeah, they're eating popcorn. Yeah. So if that that is such a great point that you make that they they made this with the intention that it was gonna be uh, ghost friendly, and they exactly. They got the two 
most ghost-friendly actors that there are. The, the grandson of a psychic who obviously could see through the, the, the silver screen into the audience every, every time his movie was shown. And he was happy and comfortable with his ghost audience. And then Kiefer Sutherland, the method actor who became a vampire, acted like Johnny Depp, and and survived to tell the tale. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland, like we talked about before, is truly a hero of cinema because he was able to ride the edge like with his chopper motorcycle, and he came back and he gave us really good evidence as to the vampire lifestyle, and we wouldn't have that if it not for the Sutherland family. So uh, shout out to uh, Kiefer. Let's take a quick break. You idiots thought that we forgot. You fools. You all thought it was going to slip by us like Maleficent? Not this time. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Not this time. We're back with the award-winning... This is um, not an exclusive. We, we, we don't charge for this segment, and we could. But um, this is the award-winning Depp Step. And we are here to talk about and discuss the ups, the downs, the rights, the wrongs, the ins and outs of Johnny Depp. Rob, Johnny Depp has done a lot of movies, and he has actually done a movie with Angelina Jolie, the uh, Maleficent herself, the mistress of evil. She's learned a thing or two from Depp. And so we're going to look at a movie that she did in 2010, which is two zero ten, right? Twenty tens. Now I'm not sure how many zeros that is. That's definitely a million. That's six at, zeros at, at least. least. How, who who knows how many Did millions? You say six. Yeah, a, a million is six zeros. Oh my goodness! So that's a like a infinite six six six. We don't have the the math uh, calculators to do to do this uh, okay. as quickly. We're in depth step time, so yeah. let's jump into this, guys. The Tourist. This is a movie, and it's a uh, kind of a spy drama romance. They meet on a train, and they're in France. Surprise, uh, surprise. Yeah, I mean, this is basically where Johnny Depp only likes to film. He only films on trains in France. It's close to his lair. I mean, it was this movie and the movie that came out a year ago that it's following a pattern. It's the murder on the Orient Express. It's Johnny Depp in trains. He likes uh, some kind some, some kind of train tra- transportation. Maybe, and he, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Trains? Transylvania? Transylvania? I'm not sure if all tracks lead to Transylvania. But it's possible. So I know if not, he will definitely bend them so they will go there. Or he could he could easily pop out of a window and fly like a bat anywhere. Because as we're about to as we're about to discuss, this man can do anything he wants. Yes. So this is um, we we don't we went on imdb.com. We're gonna give sources where we can, and. This is a segment that they have in certain movies. Investigators, people that are truly in the scene like we are, 
they have gone and meticulously picked through movies and found they call them goofs. I'm not sure if that's a French word that I'm not aware of. Um, it's 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 not paranormal jargon that's English that I know of, but these goofs are paranormal evidence. They're they might be disguised as I'm not sure what, but it is 100% verified paranormal evidence, and we're going to give you some of them. But real quick, Rob, do you know what a goof goofs? What does that mean? Well, like goofle is like to inflate, like you're you're inflating a ghost. Oh my gosh, this is this is just like when you blow a balloon. Right. And like the spirit of the balloon is a ghost for a, for a moment before it pops. It's it, right. It sounds weird from the French translation because it's very it's more descriptive in that way. And of course, this comes France is something that is synonymous with Johnny Depp. So we're not straying very far from the Depp. Uh, so let's get to the tourist and the goofs or uh, the gouflets, as you say. So. Johnny Depp's character in this movie is Frank. Uh, he he acts very, he acts like Frank very hard. So when Frank jumps from his balcony into the fruit market, you can see him going down with his feet in front, landing on his heels. He would then come to rest on his behind, and for people, that's his butt. So he goes he goes full moon in this movie as well, um, but instead in the in the cut. He jumps forward and pushes policemen into a water canal. So my question is, which one is it? Which one did he do? Because it seems like this description has it saying he did both. And that's no goof. That's exactly what happened. Wow. Like that's not a mistake. Wow. Okay. Because you have to think of, like, the word goof, it kind of sounds like boo. Like, you can also, in French, you'd also, you'd have a soft G, so it'd be more like joof. Oh, boo. I heard boo when you and said you can, that. Exactly. It's all within the same uh, word structure. Of course. Uh, of ancient language as well. And like, not just Latin, but from Gallic. Gaelic. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like old old spells that are still evidence in our own language, and we can have um, an entire discussion about finding these words and either promoting them or maybe canceling them because there there are some words that we could definitely get rid of. Let's do one more. So another goof, another boo, as they say. Um, so Frank once again. Um, is going to um, explode a um, safe, right, with some hand explosives. So for some reason, these explosives, they blow up the entire safe, but everything else in the room is perfectly safe, which is kind of, kind of funny. It's like a reverse safe. It's a reverse safe. And this is something wow. they capture on screen. Now... I'm not sure what kind of magic that Johnny Depp did to this bomb that made it blow up that way. But in order to do that, you would need some serious magic. And this is and this is why we're tying this to Jolie, right? 
his full moon in 2010, her full moon, you know, right now, his magic use, her magic use. I mean, she has, I'm not saying that she learned everything from Depp, but Johnny Depp is a master and he teaches people in a subliminal way. And I'd like to think that he's taught us subliminal things too. Um, positive things like, you know, hopefully be aware of your surroundings and always, you know, look over your shoulder for Johnny because he could always be there. Because, you know, the depth step, it, it might end, the segment might end, but I don't ever want you to forget that Johnny Depp could be around the corner at any moment. And that's for Rob, that's for me, that's for everybody. So I think that's the end of depth step. Do you have anything else you want to say about the tourist? It is something, I don't know. It Yeah, that's it. That's Watch out for Johnny, everybody. That's all I can really say anymore on, on, on the matter. I think we got to look for some, for more, some, some more goofs. I think mm -hmm. these, these, this is, that's an interesting thread to, to go on. Um, you know, that's not the last step step you've heard, folks. He, as Gio said, he's around. And there you go. There you have it, guys. Another depth step and another week of Ghost in the Scene in the books. Uh, we want to thank all of our sponsors. All of the people that want to support us. We've been getting mm -hmm. a lot of emails asking us for Patreon. Um, we're not going to do it. Um, we don't want to give you more content. Frankly, you couldn't handle it, even if even if we gave it to you. It's too powerful. It's, your ear. Patreon is you're getting the unfiltered stuff. And frankly, you can't handle it. You just can't. Unless we develop our own ear earphones. And we're talking to some guys in Sweden about that. But until we get that deal solidified, we're not going to give you unfiltered content because it's unfair to the masses to release what we have in an undistilled format. So stop asking. We'll do it when we do it. Um, I, I don't want to sound mean, but we'll do it when we do it. So until next week, um, enjoy this content while you can. Really squeeze all the juice that you can out of this episode. Because there was a lot of nuggets that we kind of left as Easter eggs. So really look for those. And uh, stay in the scene, guys. Thank you for being with us, everyone. Like, this is a free service, first and foremost, that we're giving you. Because we are investigators. We are professionals first, ladies and gents. We are underwritten. So um, thank you for your enthusiasm. And we want to be able to share that enthusiasm because uh, collectively we are in this together and we want to find the best ways to support each other. But we're going to do that in a safe way because that's ghost friendly. So we hope you guys are out there practicing what you preach and being ghost safe and being in the scene. All right. Take care. <laughs>